0: I climbed to the top of the ladder and was looking at the gutter and the trim because that's where often these roofs leak when there's ice dams and next thing I know that ladder is sliding out from under me and I'm riding it down
1: 1, 2, Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Episode 3 of the Go Vertical Podcast. Um, once again, I'm Nick, and I'm joined by my
0: acquaintance, Warren Utzi.
1: Warren!
0: And Nick and I are both involved in the roofing industry. Yep. And we are both doing everything we can to help our business go vertical, and we want to help your business go vertical as well. Yep. whether that's in the roofing industry or maybe you just have a service business. Um, we hope you can find value here, whether you're whatever, whatever walk of life you're in, whether you're an entrepreneur or looking to start a business, we hope we can bring value to you.
1: Yep. But if you have any questions about anything, feel free to reach out. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'd be happy to help, you know, questions about roofing or whatever, um, or life or business. Mm-hmm. um, Hey Warren, I got a question for you. Why was the roofer
0: arrested? He asked me all the tough ones. What what is it? There's a lot of reasons why roofers get arrested, but we'll Well, it's
1: because he flashed a chimney. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that one's a little naughty, sorry. Oh
0: my goodness. We have to rate this one. <laughs> yeah, this one might get the explicit rating. There's a lot worse reasons why roofers have got arrested in the yeah, past. Yeah. So that one's not too They don't, bad. they don't all have the best reputation. Okay,
1: I got a little icebreaker question for you, Warren. What is the dumbest thing you've ever
0: done on the job? Oh, my goodness. All right, I'll just, the first thing that comes to mind? Yep. I was doing an inspection on a roof in like late February, early March, and it was a two-tiered roof, so it was a flat roof that had another section above it. It was up maybe 15 feet. Mm Mm-hmm. And if my wife is listening to this, this is the first she's ever heard of this. So I apologize for <laughs> not sharing this with you. So I set up my ladder on what I thought was a white rubber roof <clears throat> to get up onto the next roof to do a repair because that other, the roof above was leaking. and It was an mm-hmm. emergency repair situation, inspection repair. And I set up my ladder. It was a pretty much a flat roof. And I climbed to the top of the ladder. And was looking at the gutter and the trim because that's where often these roofs leak when there's ice dams. And next thing I know, that ladder is sliding out from under me and I'm riding it down. Oh, man. Well, I held on to it and I it landed on the roof, but I smashed my chin into the rung of the ladder. And when I started looking, I had scraped the snow aside because we're up here in Wisconsin. Okay, February, we're going to have snow on the roofs. Yep. I had set it up on a half inch of ice. Oh, no. And when I got to the top, it slid out. And so it was one of those things where it was a quick repair. You forget about safety. You're not used to roofing with ice. But I thought to myself how stupid that was. And it could have been 10 times worse. Yeah. And so ever since then, when I'm setting up a ladder, I take way more caution and I tie it off. I could have tied my ladder off because it was after I was at the top of the ladder. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had a little bit of pain, just enough, <laughs> but I actually never really told my wife about it. I don't know if I thought she'd be too worried about it, but that's funny. Um, that was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done, like physically dumb. I've probably done a lot of the dumb things with my finances and with uh, maybe marketing, um, but that was the first thing that came to mind, so that's what just I shared.
1: Setting your ladder up on the ice. That's yeah. Yeah, Don't do it. Not that's no, no, no. smart. So I was thinking, <clears throat> when I was writing this question, what dumb thing have I done? Yeah,
0: what's the dumbest thing you've done?
1: And the thing that came to my mind is I was setting up a new website. And so in order to load the page builder that we use on our websites, um, it's technically a theme. So the theme is kind of like the layout and design of the site. Um, and then there's also plugins that you can install there, like different functionalities. And... So I was trying to load the theme in the plugin spot which obviously it wasn't working. But I wasn't thinking and I tried it like 10 times and it didn't work and then I like deleted the site and started over a couple times and I could not get the theme to load on the website and I was like what is going on? What is wrong with this? And I even went into like a Facebook group that I'm part of for web designers and was like was like is anybody else having problems with this i can't get this to load and then like i don't know a couple minutes after i put that on i was like oh my gosh i'm trying to load this in the wrong spot that's why it's not working so i hurried up and went in and fortunately nobody had seen (laughs) my question in the group or at least if they had they hadn't responded to it because i'm sure people would have just called me out for being so stupid and I deleted it real quick and did it the right way. But yeah, I thought about that. Just having a complete brain lapse and trying to do something the wrong way. Yeah. Keep, keep this, uh, you know, humble, keeps us humble a little bit. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. Well, I want to go a little bit different route. Uh, this episode, um, we're going to talk about karate. So, I get, I'm subscribed to a daily um, email um, that I get, it's called The Click, Um, and so it's designed for marketers, it's just kind of news and tidbits and advice and stuff like that for um, marketing people, Um, and it's a little bit fun, a little bit quirky, but anyways, a couple weeks ago, they sent out one uh, titled Karate for KPIs, Um, and it was really really good just solid business advice and so i want to take some time i'm going to read through this it's a little bit long but i'm going to read through it with with you and um we can kind of react and Absolutely. go through it but um you'll see as i get into it why i why i loved it so much um, so <clears throat> karate for kpis or six inches behind the board so bear with us this will all make sense picture a karate student in a white robe breaking a wooden board with one straight punch Uh, actually just watch Conan give it a try and they had a gif of Conan O'Brien and they're breaking a board Uh, but that's just one board and a pretty thin one with practice and training you can break several thick boards all at one time all without hurting yourself and of course they had a gif of someone breaking a bunch of boards ever wondered how they do that there's a lot more to breaking a board than just hitting it really hard I mean, yes, hitting it really hard is definitely part of it, but that's not what karate students have to learn in order to do it. Obviously, technique matters. Technique is the difference between a broken board and a broken wrist. But there's also a lesson here for the psyche, a lesson all of us can understand about the pursuit of goals, including the specific KPIs, which are key performance indicators, Mm -hmm. that marketers or roofers Mm -hmm. or tradespeople so often worry about this isn't a lesson about how to break boards literally or figuratively this is more a lesson about mindset what you need to think and be able uh, what you need to think and believe to be able to break a board confidently without hurting yourself so here we goes starting with the nutshell version the trick is realizing that you're not punching the board you're punching through the board In other words, your target is not the surface of the wood. Your target is an imaginary spot six inches behind it. Mm. Punch the surface and it'll punch back at full force. But punch through Mm. the board and the board loses most of its energy by breaking. Small change, huge difference. Likewise, with other goals, if you know why you're doing it, if you know the real target you're trying to hit six inches behind the surface, the little wooden boards of life get a lot easier to break might still hurt but you don't bloody your knuckles and now for the director's cut the untrained mind aims for the surface of the board when we picture the things we're trying to hit literally or figuratively we aim somewhere we can see we think about the spot where the board meets the bone and how it will feel this feeling is in a phrase the anticipation of newton's third law for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction we know that the harder we, hit the, the harder we hit a surface, the harder it hits back, and it can hurt like hell. At first, we're afraid of, of hitting the surface because that's where this painful exchange happens. So we pull our punches. We tell our fist to stop right where it hits because we fear punching harder would only hurt the hand worse. We can cringe ourselves out of proper technique in the process. In a cruel twist of irony... The fear of hurting your hand makes it likelier to happen. That's a great line. I love that. Mm -hmm. But suppose you can master the technique and conquer the fear. What then? What's the trick? What is someone thinking right before they break a stack of boards? The disciplined mind aims behind the board. In terms of sheer physical force, most karate students have the raw strength needed to break boards before they ever take a single class. You don't need as much oomph as you might think. Though again, technique is essential. If we're being specific, technique is about applying force in effective ways. Karate technique can turn a shrimpy kid into a can of whoop ass, basically because it's using the kid's strength in efficient ways and preventing the attacks from backfiring. Uh, For example, all the force in your punch winds up hurting you more than your target. The disciplined mind isn't afraid of the board. The disciplined mind sees the board as the obstacle to something else. The more decisively you punch through the board, the more easily it breaks and the less you suffer as a result. So a similar principle when you're shooting a gun, you're supposed to squeeze the trigger not to pull it. Inexperienced shooters tend to yank at the trigger, most often because they're anticipating the recoil, and this jerky motion, which can sometimes run all the way up to the shoulder, can easily ruin your shot. No matter how true your initial aim, you're way off target by the time the bullet leaves the barrel. I've definitely pulled a lot of time shooting. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we venture too deep into the mythical forest, we'll end with two takeaways to ponder over the weekend um, or through this podcast. Um, So, number one, follow through is everything. You've probably heard this advice before. That the better judge of a person's character is not whether or not they make mistakes, because everybody does, but whether they try to correct for those mistakes. It's not what you do wrong, but what you do next. That's just one kind of follow-through. Follow-through always matters, even after you've succeeded at things. The nice thing about this analogy is that in karate, you can't properly break the board unless you're following through properly. And number two, profit is a necessity, but it's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal, the real human purpose of a business, is always some kind of serving the customer, no matter what you sell. Profit is the natural and necessary side effect of that service, but it's not the goal of business any more than breathing is the goal of life. Hmm. Exceptional businesses punch through the board when they realize that the best, most profitable work happens when they're aiming six inches behind the profits, at serving the customers who ultimately supply those profits. Serving people doesn't have to mean that you give away things for free. Service, in its essence, really just means trying to help others. Service doesn't mean you can't also be paid handsomely. If you're honest and if customers find your offering more valuable than the money they pay, every trade can improve somebody's life. Every sale can be an act of service. Remember, marketers or roofers or tradespeople or whatever it is you do, the true power of a business is who you serve, not what you sell. Focus more on the who and their why, serve them relentlessly, and many of the profitable paths forward will reveal themselves. Wow. I love that. So what are your thoughts?
0: Punch behind the board, punch through the board, not at the board. So we were at what we call National Convention probably, this is probably eight or nine, It's probably ten years ago. And we had what we call a pre-convention seminar. So, It's optional, you can go to it. But they had a guy there talking about punching a board and they had a whole bunch of stations set up. So Mm -hmm. you had a partner and you held this piece of plywood Yep. And he coached you with this exact same thought process of being scared of hitting the board and then also following through. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much said, if you don't think you can hit, you know, go through this board and it looked like you weren't going to be able to. It's a pretty thick board. Yeah. And I remember like having a mental breakthrough at that event of being able to do things that I thought I couldn't do because of a change of mindset seen behind that that six inch you know six inches beyond that so I love it that's awesome and then one thing I was going to share is this spring uh, I turned I was out of state on another venture a little bunny trail that I took and my brother Philip was managing the roofing business and he called me one day and he said hey there's this this roof I looked at in Sparta Wisconsin (laughs) and they want us to do it right away but they're Mm -hmm. applying for a loan and so we don't have money down. He's like, what do you think about doing the roof without any money down? And I said, well, that's against our company policy. We do we do not do roofs without getting a down payment. Yep. And he said, well, I really want to help them out because it's re- literally raining inside their building and they're trying to remodel. It. Every time it rains outside, they have bad leaks. Yeah. And he probably doesn't even know this, but that made a huge impression on me because – he was willing to risk his profits and my profits because we, we he works on a profit share. He was willing to risk that to help out the customer. And so I really thought about that when you shared this story that for my brother, it was, I'm willing to service this customer because of their needs. Yep. It wasn't just about the paycheck. Now, we got paid very well on that job and we got paid mm-hmm. in full and we both made really good money. But I think that's often the mindset we lose. It might be the way we start, but we have to not just have it for a profit for our business. I love that. It's like a side effect. It's, it's a necessary yeah. <clears throat> part of running a business. If there's no profit in your business, you will go out of business. But it can't be your only purpose, your only driving purpose. Yep. It's that six inches behind, which is part of that is the relationship, the currency of the relationship. And we talked a little bit about a recession earlier, just united or a slump in the economy. And I believe the companies, the people who are going to stay in business are people who have relationships with that customer not not just have money but have relationships with that customer because of that service they provided went six inches beyond that board and uh i love that was a great story really that was that was awesome so um those are my thoughts on it you know having that mental being able to see through it but then what is that six inch line for you why are you doing business with with me why did why did why did what's the goal for you is it why why is nick doing business with warren why do you is it just to build a website and make money or is there something more yeah and why am i doing roofs for people is there more than just the profit because if you make really good money at your business unless you're just absolutely money driven you will burn out because there might be money in the paycheck but you're not having fun with your life and you don't have a relationship to your customers. so there's got to be a bigger purpose there eventually it might start out about the money you might start out trying to break that board and get debt-free and financially free, Yep. but you're going to have a way better, more profitable, longer-lasting business when you see beyond that, to that six-inch mark beyond the board, which could be relationships. It could be stopping leaks for the customer. It could be building him a smooth-running website. It could be getting referrals from that customer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I went through, I mean, <clears throat> even just kind of in the past few months, I went through something very similar to this where I had kind of lost sight of the goal of serving people and was just thinking about the profits and was finding myself very frustrated because I was I was trying these things to to market my business and to reach out and I wasn't seeing the sales and I wasn't seeing the profit grow and it was like, oh man, why am I not getting there? Why am I not hitting these goals? And I had to stop and take a step back and be like, no, this isn't the point. You know, and and I need to, like, focus on how, one, how can I serve my clients or or people I'm reaching out to, prospects? How can I serve them? And then also, I just need to build a relationship with them. It's not about getting the sale. It's about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And when I reframed that thinking in my mind, one, I I approached things differently. I started using some different techniques that were more relationship-based, which has helped a lot and i'm having more fun mm-hmm. i'm enjoying it more we talked about it last week relationships are way more fulfilling than just sales right and so yeah when you frame that like you just enjoy it a lot better you feel more fulfilled and your business does better mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i've th- great story but i mean i've just even just recently within a few months have kind of lived it and so mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important. It, it's easy to slip back into that profit mindset. absolutely, Because that's, <clears throat> we, we, like you said, we have to make profits to survive as business. Um, and so if you kind of get into that scarcity mindset, um, that's kind of where the brain na- naturally wants to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can stay out of that and stay focused on the bigger picture... Yeah, it's great. And
0: I think that's why, Nick, it's so important to have a <clears throat> mission statement. Oh, yeah, that's at your great. your business because mm-hmm. when you get distracted, you go, wait a minute, is this my mission? Yeah. Does this – if your mission statement says to make a lot of money, well, then you're going to be very profit-driven and that's it. Yep. But if your mission statement as a roofing contractor says to provide value and to meet customers' needs, to provide a shelter for them during rainstorms and mm-hmm. snowstorms, to provide quality customer service that's prompt – you know, when you have a great mission statement and you follow the mission statement, you will always have profits. Yeah. You will always have profits because you're going to feel that need. We talk about that sometimes is not only finding out what the need is and filling it, but then getting that feedback from the customer and saying, "Am I giving you the service that you requested?" Yeah. "Is there anything else we can do for you?" Right. "Are you happy with the services?" And if when we ask those type of questions, we build that long-term relationship which is that currency that we talked about that is way more valuable than money when it comes to a long-term business
1: yeah that's great i love that that have a mission and then stick with it Mm -hmm. that's awesome um so we talk about a lot you know in in life and business like oh i just feel like i've hit a wall you know like i just i'm in a slump i've hit a wall whatever it is so do you think maybe when you hit a wall in whatever it is you're doing, that if you use this kind of mindset of aiming behind the wall, is that a way to to kind of break through the wall and get momentum again?
0: I think so, especially if you're a visionary and you can see beyond today. Um, I'm kind of that way, and sometimes it's to a fault that I am that way. But it's easy for me to say, well, we're going to get through this and we're going to become this or we're going to achieve this. Yeah. And sometimes I'm, my wife – I say that I'm an optimist and I tell my wife she's a pessimist. She likes to say she's a realist, Yeah, which is probably a little better than a, a pessimist. But sometimes I'm not real with myself mm-hmm. and I, I will just tell myself I don't have a wall or I'll tell myself this is – we're going to get through this. But a realist might go, this wall is so big. There's no way around it. There's yeah. no way over it. I can't do this. And when you tell yourself that, you can't. Mm-hmm. That I can't do this. Right. Then you can't. There's a saying. You're, you're whether a man you at the
1: board yep. and you're just hitting the you're board. You're scared. And you're, you're pointing at your the punch. board. Yep. yep.
0: So whether you say you can, and this is along with exactly what you're talking about, Nick. Whether you say you can or whether you say you can't, you're right. 100%. And that's, I think, what we have to remember. Yeah. And it's not just about... Being so optimistic, so blindly optimistic that you're not willing to do what it takes, but it's not having that attitude of, well, I just can't do that. Yeah, I just can't do that. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a story about a boy who kept saying, I can't, I can't. He had to write, I can't on a paper a hundred times and take it out and bury it in the ground. All hundred of me to dig a hole in the hard dirt and bury it because he... He had that horrible mindset of, I can't. Every time his mom asked him to do something, he said, I can't. Sometimes in business, we get to a place where we just say, I can't to everything. And that is extremely dangerous. We're definitely not going to get over that wall. So I think having the, I can do it attitude, I will do it attitude. Mm -hmm. I'll do whatever it takes attitude. But then not being so blindly optimistic that we don't maybe ask for advice, Mm -hmm. that we don't take a serious look, that we're not real. I think we have to take a real look at the facts and um, push through that board. Yeah. You know, And there again, if you're in a room with a bunch of people your size and they're pushing through the board, you're going to tell yourself, yeah. I can do this. I can do it. Yep. If you see a bunch of people around you hitting that board and hurting their hand, you're going to tell yourself, I can't do yeah. this. So I think there again, it comes back to who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with a bunch of bums who have said to themselves a hundred times over, I can't do this, you're probably gonna be the fifth bum in the yeah, room. 100%. That's what I firmly believe. Yep. Um so you have to be careful who you're surrounding yourself with. Surround yourself with people who are punching through the boards. Yeah. Key.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's kind of something you said made me think of this is you have to see the board and you have to acknowledge it. But you also have to punch through. So punching through isn't isn't you know, being the optimist and saying, oh, the board doesn't exist. it's You're saying, oh, it's there, but I'm going to go through it anyway. Yep. And I'm going to aim on the other side of it and just go straight through it. Um, so there's balance. You know, mm-hmm. you see the board, you know it's there, but
0: you go through it anyways. Yep. It's like uh, my wife and I were trying to achieve a certain level. It's called President's <clears> Club. <throat> mm-hmm. And uh, we had it as a goal. And every, we did it for three years in a row. We we had that as a goal. Yeah. In the first two years, we did not believe that we could punch through that board. The third year, we believed it, but we were going into December and had about a quarter of our work left to do. Yeah. We had to do four months of work in a month. But I 100% believed at the bottom of my heart. And I had people in my life, like my wife and my mentor and other people who believed in me that I could do it, who spoke life into me, who prayed for me, that I could hit my goals. And guess what? We made it, Nick. Well, wow. we made it. It was very, very. It was probably one of the hardest things in business I've ever accomplished because we went on a blitz between Christmas and New Year's, and we accomplished our goals. But with the right support group, people believing in me, and me believing I could do it, I broke through those boards that were double up that were that I had tried over. I had hurt my hand on it. Yeah, I had. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes you got burnt. You got burnt five times in yeah. a certain business. I don't know what you got burnt in, and you're scared. Maybe you're listening to this podcast, and you're like. I could never do that. I tried; it it didn't work. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you have the right mindset, you can do it. Yeah. If you're not, If you're scared of getting burnt, you will get burnt. That's yeah. the way it is.
1: No, that's that, I I like that point too. Is <clears throat> you may not break through the first time, or the second, or the third, um. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. You know, you still can break through. Uh, it's not unbreakable. You know, maybe again, you need a mindset shift. Maybe you need to change the people you're around, whatever it is. But don't just say, oh, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like I've tried, I tried one time and it didn't work. So I'm just never going to try again.
0: Yep. That's, that's, that is very dangerous to be at that place. Yeah. And we always have to do that. Even mm-hmm. you and I have to, people who have a lot of success have to always be willing. That's one thing my mentor, I keep talking about him, but I see him putting himself, In places of risk and in places of stretching himself. We have to, no matter what, we have to always be willing to try new things and to grow and to put ourselves out of that comfort zone like you talked about in the last episode is do hard things. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to do those hard things to hurt your hand maybe, you know, then you have no chance of punching through the board. Right.
1: Yep. Yep. But... If you're not willing to take the risk, no reward. You got, you got to be okay with where you're at. Yep. You know, that's right. You got to take the risk of
0: maybe feeling some pain. Yep. In order to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. So. so that might be something interesting for the listeners to to send in the hardest thing about their business. Why don't Why don't you do that if you're willing to send a send an email to Nick at nsjdigital.com and just put in hard things in the in the topic and. Share your hardest thing that you're facing about your business today, and that'll give us ideas. Maybe we have yeah. thoughts on it. Or maybe we can we can ask our next guest some of those questions. Uh, you know, here's something a lot of people are struggling with right now in their business. And so I would love to hear you know, hear some of that. You know, for what I've, I work with a lot of young guys and a lot of young guys that I work with have a lot of want to mm-hmm. and they're sharp people. And one of the hardest things for them is to manage their money. Yeah, They have such a struggle to manage their money. And I know you took the Dave Ramsey course, and, you're, and I, I love what Dave Ramsey has done. We haven't done the course, but I was taught a lot of those same principles. And saving money and getting debt-free for most people is so insanely difficult and hard. It is that board that's four layers deep, and they do not see a way out. Yeah. They are spinning. I guarantee you we have people listening to this who are sitting there who feel like they can't get out yeah. of that of that financial rut. And so there again, it's a mindset shift. It's asking somebody for help. And they can get out of that financial rut way, way quicker than they probably think they can. And so there's all kinds of stuff. But you might have other things that are very difficult in your business. Maybe it's sales. Maybe it's getting leads. Maybe it's marketing. Mm-hmm. And that's something Nick has, has helped us with. Um, maybe it's onboarding new customers. I don't know. There's probably something really hard in your business that you feel like is that board right now. Yeah. And you don't even know what the, the the six inches past the board looks like. You're just convinced that you can't do it. You know, you're spinning your wheels, you're in the rat race, and we want to help you with that if there's any way we can, or if you make us aware of a problem, of course, we'll keep your name at completely anonymous, but we can ask one of our, you know, more expert guests that we're going to have on the call, what their thoughts are on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So a couple of things I thought of while you were talking is have you ever had a board that you broke through, like you're talking about President's Club? One, is it easier then the next time you face that same thing to break through again? Do you think now that you've
0: done it once? I don't know that it's easier. You have more confidence that you can do it. Yeah. But if you're not willing to keep putting the effort forth, and you become complacent you will not break the board. Yeah. So we actually achieved president's club this the year right after that we did it again yeah. in 2021. And I'm telling you Nick, it took the effort. We had to keep Yeah. going. We knew how to do it. We knew what to do and we knew we could see the 6-inch line. I don't I wouldn't like to say it was easier. It might have been mentally easier, but physically it took the same strength to break through yeah. that board. But mentally, we knew we could do it. So mentally, I would, it was probably mentally, easier. Yeah. But we had to put in the physical work. We had to go out and get it. Yep. We had to go make that call. We had to go do that door knock. We had to go do whatever it was to build our business to that point that we wanted to hit. It's like in roofing. If I want to hit X amount of sales every year, let's say it's $2 million, I have to put in the work. We yep. have to complete the jobs. We have to build mm-hmm. the roofs. We have, to, we have to get it done. We can't just sit there. And say, we did it last year and coast. You can never coast to success. Yeah. You have to You have to always put in the work. So I would say you still have to take that muscle and push through that board, do the physical work. But yes, I would say once you break through the board, you can do two things. You can break through it again, and you can teach other people to break through it. Yeah. And show them how to do it. Yeah. But if the board's doubled up, you have to mentally go back to work and figure out how you're going to break through that board that's twice as thick as the one you broke through before. Yeah. So the mentally,
1: yeah, the confidence. And I think too, sometimes there's boards where maybe we break through a board in one area of your life and maybe then you have the the mental, the confidence or the mental awareness to keep breaking through it. Absolutely. But maybe there's a board in another area of your life that you can't break through. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, there's always going to be boards in life everywhere you go. Forever. And you're going to have to keep breaking through but maybe you can take, if you kind of have this mindset now, like oh, I got to punch through it, then maybe you can take some things you learned in one area of your life and apply it to other things.
0: Absolutely. So um, I was talking to my friend Jonathan uh, from Northern Wisconsin just this week, and we looked at the top ten people on our on our in our roofing teams that have done the most sales this year, and one thing that they all have is confidence. Every yeah. single one of them have confidence. And it's the people that seem even sharper than some of these top 10 salespeople who seem to be way more capable. But the one thing they lack is confidence because they've never broke through the board. Mm. They've never got through it. But these other guys that are there, it's so weird that people who sell a lot of roofs always seem to be able to sell even more roofs. But the people who just can't get those first couple of roofs sold, really struggling. They can get 100 leads and they would, with the same pricing would close way way less than the guy who closed a hundred roofs already who takes those hundred leads. Yeah. He's gonna close way more. It's weird that the doers it seems easier for the people who have that. I think it's where confidence comes in. Yeah. You break a board, you can break through more. Your muscles might even be smaller than the next guy. Yep. But since you already broke through the board and he never has, he doesn't believe he can do it. Right. I guess that's my point. If you if you have the confidence and you like you to your point about you broke one board, you can break another one. When a customer sees you he reads your body language, and if he sees confidence, and when you talk, he hears you, and mm-hmm. when he hears confidence, it gives him him confidence to do business with you. Yeah. Because he's like, this guy's capable. He's obviously done it before. He shared his resume with me, his references with me, whatever, and he has that confidence. He can see that you already broke through the board, and so he's going to hire you, and yeah. now you just broke through another sales board. Right. And you're just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't worry about... Being a flashy salesperson. If you're an entrepreneur, at some point you're going to have to make a sale. Yep. Don't worry about being a salesperson. Just work on yourself, your confidence level, your body language, breaking those personal boards. Don't just try to go in and convince the customer to hire you. Yeah. Just have that confidence. Don't be scared to say, I've done this and this and this with my life even if it isn't quite the same, maybe you can, maybe you're doing residential roofing right now and you want to sell commercial roofs. Don't be scared to tell that commercial contractor that you've been doing house roofs for five years or that commercial customer that you've already completed 150 house roofs and you're confident in that and you're, you take pride in that because that confidence is going to transfer over to him.
1: Right. And that, that, I mean, you bring up a good point. Again, we kind of already discussed it, but you don't have to be a salesperson what you do have to be is a servant. Mm-hmm. Like punching through the board is how can I serve this person? How can I improve their life? How can I help them? It's not, how can I sell them? Um, and that's, <clears throat> you know, again, that was kind of the point of the article a little bit. Um, and, and just, again, a, a great point to bring up is just keep that in mind. And that's part of the way of breaking through the board is, is serving others, not selling them.
0: Absolutely. Yep. And always keeping that in the forefront. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's awesome. Awesome. Well, I think we've covered that fairly well. Um, Anything, uh, final thoughts on breaking to
0: the board? Well, I would say business is a lot more fun when you're breaking boards than when you're hurting your hands. 100%. And I will want to make this key point that I would challenge all of you with is make a list of the top five board breakers in your life. Hmm. people that you can reach, wow. that you can talk to. Write yep. their names down and call them once a week or send them a text, send them a question. I don't even care if they're not in your industry. Say,
1: hey, can I grab coffee with you? Yeah, yep. maybe it's
0: somebody in your church or your community or somebody you play softball with at the, at the softball league. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. But when you see somebody who's confident and very competent and you're like, man, this guy just succeeded at everything, he will be glad to help you because he was in your shoes one day. So have those five key people in your life that you can go to and access for a two-minute phone call or a 20-minute coffee or a two-hour lunch and say, man, I want to break through this board. Don't ask the people who are trying to break through their first board Mm -hmm. how to break through your first board because they don't know. Mm -hmm. So be very careful who you ask for help because if they haven't done what you want to do, they're not going to give you good advice. Yeah.
1: No, that's great. I love that. Find board breakers. Yep. So Strong. go find some board breakers and break some boards. Yeah, I love I it. I love it. That's cool. That's good. Well, hey, thanks for uh, hanging with us for episode three of the Go Vertical podcast. This has been a fun one. Uh, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed it a
0: lot. It makes me want to go out in my garage and find a board and see if I can break it. <laughs> well, one thing that we need to do at this podcast <clears throat> is break through some boards. And I think, you know, a hundred downloads is going to be a a big board to break. Yeah. And so what are some ways that our listeners can help us break through that board? Cause we're going to need their help Aren't we?
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, we need you guys. So make sure to leave us a review, a five-star review, leave a comment or, or reach out to us on, on ways you think we can improve. Um, and tell a friend, you know, share it, share it, tell a friend, let someone else, uh, know about us that you think could benefit from it. Um, cause yeah, we want to keep, breaking boards and and hopefully help keeping our help our audience to keep breaking boards
0: yep absolutely this is the first time we've ever hit at this board so yeah right now we both we're both looking six inches past we think we can do it yeah we're trying we're pretty confident right now. i think we can
1: do it i think we can do it so (laughs) but uh yeah thanks for listening um again reach out uh leave a review if you have any comments or questions uh also if You know of anybody who would make a great guest or if you would be interested in being a guest, uh, feel free to reach out, nick at nsjdigital.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, And otherwise, uh, we're going to sign off now, Um, but we look forward to chatting with you next time. Go vertical. Go vertical. (laughs)